I did not prepare for this. Oh well. Oh, do you have do you have your your cue cards? Mm, I'm not ready. Do you need a teleprompter? Uh, yeah, I need a teleprompter, but I need it positioned so that no one can see me reading off of it. Right. That'll be tough. We got to think about the sight lines. <laughs> yeah, think about sight lines. Podcast sight lines Podcast. are uh, an underappreciated difficulty of uh, recording it in this fashion. It takes a lot to make this invisible magic happen. It really does. Here comes the bride, all dressed in. Why do we do half the things we still do at weddings? Who's gonna write all those checks? It's my wedding industrial complex. Welcome to my wedding industrial complex. I'm your Tegan. You're Liz. That's right. That's and how we do that. This is the podcast for people who are afraid of weddings. Did I steal your thunder? I feel like that's no, your thing. No, okay. it's both of our things. This is all both of our things. Aww really generous listen <laughs> we wouldn't be here without you ah well we wouldn't be here without the wedding industrial complex that's deep if you think about it i'm thinking about it it's deep <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm in a strange mood after watching bride wars <laughs> yeah that's a whole other separate bonus episode get that'll be coming that. up shortly Ugh. um i'm gonna adjust my mic get ready Sorry, I wasn't ready. Gasp. I wasn't ready. Um, you took me by surprise. Aww. Oh, so this this episode, guess what? We're going to talk about wedding invitations Woo! and save girls and paper products that aren't like ones you wipe your face with. But what about those? I need we to know a lot about those. We will also talk about those. Okay, good. But later on. As long as we talk about napkins at some point during this show. I got to tell you, I have a whole vendor who just makes custom napkin rings. They are not as cheap as they should be. That seems like of all the unnecessary garbage that can go into a wedding, that seems like some of the most unnecessary garbage. Oh, it super is. It's the kind of thing that you like put on your uh, on your list of like, I must have this and it's got to look cute and no one's going to remember it. Right. Not even you. Right. Like you won't remember in five years that that's a thing you had except for thinking like, God, I paid for that. Right. Unless you save one. In right. your, like, wedding scrapbook, which you will never open. Right. And also, like, how would you put a napkin ring in a scrapbook? Well, they're not. Okay, you're ready. They're, like, little pictures on rubber bands. Yeah. They look like, like Wait, what? fancy fake rings. So they're, like, rubber bands that you put around the, the napkins. And there's, like, a little coin that has, like, a picture or a saying or something that you get customized it looks very cute and so unnecessary. I wish the the podcast audience could see what my face <laughs> is doing right now because I feel like it's just like, I feel like I'm making a Clint Eastwood face. Yes, yes, Of exactly. like squinty disbelief. It's more like Clint Eastwood's son. As I just saw Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh, and yeah. He's in it and that's all. I was like, this guy looks like Clint Eastwood, but he is not a good actor. I've got to say... My boyfriend also saw Pacific Ring. Pacific, Pacific Ring. Ring. We're talking about napkin rings. My brain is on <laughs> rings. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising and came out of it going, God, that kid looks so much like Clint. They really just were trying to hire like a Clint Eastwood lookalike. Yep. And then got to the credits and briefly thought, God, he even has the same last name as Clint Eastwood. And then immediately went, oh, God, <laughs> I know what that is. This guy looks like he might be a Bridges brother. 
But are there that many Bridges Brothers? Just assume there are. It's Just the assume there's a Bridges Brother that you haven't heard about. Bridges Brother of Madison County, which is Clint Eastwood. Mm, is it? Bridges of Madison County. Is it? That's Clint Eastwood. It's Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep. It was a movie that sang to my 13-year-old heart. No, is oh, it Clint Eastwood? It's super Clint Eastwood. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Kramer versus Kramer. I was that's like, that's Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Could you imagine Dustin Hoffman and Clint Eastwood swapping spots, and Dustin Hoffman having to be like sexy cowboy man who came in from the cold to like warm, like a homemaker Meryl Streep's poor heart, while her husband James Garner is away. I've never seen either movie. Listen, I'll be real with you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Kramer All I know is Kramer. that Dustin Hoffman is annoying and two feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> like most Keebler elves. Right. <laughs> um, Kramer Rose and Kramer is fine, whatever. But Bridges of Madison County is a story about a woman whose husband goes away to work all the time, like far away, and she lives sure. in Madison County. <gasps> no. And, yes. That's the twist. By herself a lot. And this traveler guy comes by. I don't even remember why, but he stops and stays at her house for a little while. And like they you fall do. madly in love. And then he leaves and she goes back to her husband and never tells him about it at all. And it was this like fleeting beautiful, very intense love that she had with this soft-spoken Clint huh. Eastwood man. Interesting. It's so good. Well? It's the only time I've ever really liked Clint Eastwood in something. Huh. It says a lot about me. Well, I guess that's the moral of this episode, is go watch <laughs> The Bridges of Madison County. Thanks if for you joining want... us. <laughs> Catch us next week. <laughs> Please enjoy this movie about disrespecting the covenant of marriage. <laughs> No, 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 no. They don't stay together because they do respect the covenant of marriage. That's sure. how it goes. They fell in love, but she's married. Sure. And she loves her husband. Right. This is like, I think all but of But they still have like, an affair. It proves the fact right? that this, like, no one gets hurt. <laughs> I'm not I trying feel to like, say- I feel like what we're learning here is that Liz has some questionable opinions about infidelity. If Clint Eastwood drove into town... I wouldn't leave Damon for him. But if Damon was also out of town. I still wouldn't leave Damon for him. Sounds like a hefty caveat. (laughs) No, no, no. You know, it's like, that's the kind of thing where you're like, you watch it and you're like, this is so sweet. But if you look at it from James Garner's perspective, like, you're like, oh, what a cruddy thing to do. Right. He just left town for a little while. And you were like, this cute guy needs a spare tire. So let me hang out. Let me help. Let me help hoist that spare. <laughs> no. no. Anyway, we're talking about wedding we're invitations. We're talking about wedding invitations. I do not know how we, we got, got to this that point. From napkin rings. Napkin because rings. Because you were making a Clint Eastwood face at it. Yep. That's um, the one. Some See, other things. It's that amazing you how make. quickly we disappear from our point. <laughs> Mostly because invitations uh, are invite people. the most important part of planning a wedding because you have to tell people to get there. Right. It's a good thing to know. Um and so uh, for those of you out there who are not familiar with the way that wedding planning works, you send out save the dates to people that it does not count as an invitation. No. It's just a please note, we will be asking you to travel to our location at this date in the future. And according to the Knots planner, you are supposed to send those out about six, no, uh, nine-ish months in advance of when you get married. Makes sense. They made us send ours out. They wanted us to send ours out in December, uh huh, which is more than nine months out. Yeah. But they were like, send it out in December. And we were like, hey, there's another thing that happens in December 
that a lot of people send cards for. <laughs> it is called Crushmash. Crushmash. And if you send out a Crushmash card that is also a save the date card, it could get forgotten. People and are not going to care about it. They're not going to care about it. Although, I don't know. People knew we were going to get married because we had gotten engaged right. in, I'm going to forget again, May. Yeah. We got engaged in May. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so we, we made our save the dates. Um, that is the thing that you will discover when you go to like, you as in the Royal go sure, to the like, Royal you, <laughs> is that a thing? Sure. Okay. Um, when you go to like make these paper things happen is that they cost a lot of money. Um, Elizabeth, because, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> you about to be faux surprised again. That's, <laughs> you know, it's my most flattering expression. <laughs> You about to tell me that something related to the business of weddings was exponentially more expensive than it would be reasonable for that thing to be under any other circumstances? <sighs> you know me so well. <laughs> I am le shocked. Le shocked. <laughs> ah, Quelle surprise. What my world I did not expect such a turnabout of fates. J'accuse. J'accuse. Cat, do not jump on the bread. Cat j'accuse. He's trying to tap the bread with his little hand. Don't do it. And do not jump on the oven. You will regret it. I swear to God, cat. He's just going to climb in the recycle bin. He's fine. So this is so, a good segue because your cat is on your save the dates. Oh, yeah. My cat is on the save the dates. I hope uh-huh, I keep that See in the how I brought that around? Now I'm going to have to keep the part where he tries to tap the bread in the podcast. Um, Yeah. Our cat, Doorknob, uh, he is a tuxedo cat. And is climbing in our recycle bin, <laughs> as I predicted. Yep. You did a good call about that. Thanks. You know uh, your child. I know my child. My fur child. Um, he uh, looks like a fancy little man half the time. So we went ahead and uh, bought him a tiny collar with a tie on it so that he looked like he was wearing a tuxedo. And we posted up a very fancy piece of paper and Damon sat with him like a Sears photographer. <laughs> put him on a chair. The very chair you're sitting in, I think. Oh, wow. And, uh, this chair's famous. It's such a famous chair. And he like sat the paper next to him and tried to get Doorknob to look up at him to take this picture so that we could like post a thing with our cat in the thing. And the picture that we wound up going with of the cat was the second most flattering picture of him that we were able to get, which is Doorknob with like one eye kind of closed. <laughs> See, I like it because he looks like, it looks like a photo taken at the end of the reception yeah when everybody's a little drunk and like should have gone home a half an hour ago <laughs> so we went and put on it uh we're getting married let's get messy and uh i think it fits thanks and it was a postcard we're sent we sent out a save the date postcard yeah which as i understand is a thing like generally you just send one sheet of paper with the information on it right um there are options for that, and they vary in expense, as you may guess, because sending a postcard is vastly cheaper than sending something you stick in an envelope, not least of which because the U.S. Postal Service charges about half as much for stamps for postcards as they do for letters. Really? They do indeed. Huh. Unfortunately, when I went to go to the post office to buy stamps, they were out of postcard stamps, so we sent them with regular stamps. So, so your that- save the day got <sighs> mailed to you extra hard. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad. They put 30 cents more work into that postcard. And mailing. I especially appreciate that given that I live three blocks I from here. You could have literally flung it at You your could door. have thrown it to me. You could have made it into a paper airplane and thrown it at my apartment and saved yourself 30 cents. No. Oh, hey. 
Why are you upset about? Well, it's not time, so you're going to have to wait. So we went with a postcard. We designed it ourselves, which saves a lot of money because both Damon and I are pretty proficient with Photoshop and also like bleed edges on images and things of that nature. Um, Real good at those bleed edges. um, Sometimes I bleed. (laughs) (laughs) America Uh, won't get that. (laughs) Unless you've seen the classic Nicole Kidman film, The Others. Wanders in from the fog and just Christopher says, Eccleston wanders in from the fog, <laughs> presumed dead. And Nicole and Kidman's like, I love you, I miss you. Where, where have, have you been? been? I thought you were dead. And the only thing he says to her is just, sometimes I bleed. <laughs> and then they hug and she accepts that as an answer. She's like, absolutely, I understand. She's I like, myself am a woman. I <laughs> also have bled. We have so much in common. <laughs> you and me, bleeders. It's a strange movie. It's a strange movie. We sent our invitations as postcards, um, but you can send them a ton of other ways because the world is wide and vast. And as long as you let people know that you're getting married in a time in which that they can like buy a plane ticket or a hotel room or a bus ticket or a car. Charter a private jet. They could buy themselves a new car. <laughs> if they're Christian Grey, they, they could just bring their helicopter. We'll just take their private helicopter right to your door. Um But as long as you let people know, you can literally do it however you want. However, the internet has hard opinions about this. I feel like this is the theme of the podcast, really, (laughs) is you can do whatever you want, but the internet is going to have opinions about it. Absolutely. You should not... (laughs) According to the internet, uh, invitations online are still tacky. So emailing people your invitations, which could save you a ton of money. Granted, it is still something that you have to pay for in a lot of ways. Like, sure. Uh, services that will send out uh, wedding invitations like Paperless Post. I think they, they still cost money. Yeah. But, but less money, I'm way sure. Way less money. And also, you can do it from your house and you don't have to go to the post office because who goes to the post office anymore? the post office anymore? The post office at my office, which is where I went to go send these uh, Save the Dates from, generally is staffed by the surliest women I have ever met in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. Because they don't get any sunshine. It's in the basement. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. We I go to the to the post office in um, in the Hancock building sometimes. Oh. And they, it, they're also usually pretty, pretty surly. And also just like underprepared for whatever it is that's happening that yeah. day. I tried to send some post-it, I tried to send some packages to uh, troops overseas once because I was like feeling like doing a nice thing and I bought some stuff at Target and I yeah. was like, they want this, it's on their list. And I went to the lady at the post office and I said, um, do you guys have customs forms for packages? And she said, yep. And I said, can I have one? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, mm-hmm, and handed me one. And I was like, is there a special way to fill this out? And she was like, uh, I was like, okay. What does that mean? I'll figure it out then. And I didn't figure it out properly. And they all came back to me and I feel real bad about it. Well, the women's That's package terrible. didn't come back to me or did it? I sent three packages off, two came back. So one of them, I did it right. That's so weird. Right? How was that one different? I don't know. I filled them all out the same way. Huh? I tried to be very thorough. Huh. But there's a lot of shit you have to do to send things off to the troops. Yeah. Anyway, so if you're trying to send a save the date to someone overseas, it gets complicated. Right. 
So just be aware. Just call be aware. your relatives who live in Sweden. Sweden. Well, if you're sending things internationally, international stamps are about a dollar twenty-one a piece. I think. Yeah, it's expensive. Um, but they're really cool. They look like moons right now. Ooh. Yeah, which was neat. Like moon phases, or no, like big, like so. International stamps. You know, how, like regular stamps are little squares. Yeah. International stamps are big circles. They look like really like medals. Yeah, they're cool. And they used to be like for the longest time they were like holiday themed and they had wreaths on them. Yeah. But now they're black and they've got full moons on them. Like they're like drawings of the like, F Jesus. craters and stuff. <laughs> F Jesus to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of my autobiography. F Jesus to the moon by T. F Jesus to the moon. It's a like, life in song it's by not- T. Walsh Davis. <laughs> It's not F Jesus to the moon like like screw Jesus screw, himself screw into him the moon. Right off to the moon. <laughs> it's just like screw Jesus semicolon to on the to moon. The moon. <laughs> it's like Separate moving thought. moving on from this thing. Whatever for Jesus. Now we're all going to the moon. To the moon. <laughs> so anyway, we sent a couple of invitations or save the Semantics. dates to uh, international places separated by colons to the moon. <laughs> uh semicolon uh which was fine and like in all i think our invitations are save the dates the cost came out to something like 130 dollars that's not too bad which is like i overpaid for stamps and have too many stamps yeah because i got enough stamps for like one for every person we are inviting to the wedding when in fact right. there's a bunch of families and right people, people who live in the same house yeah yeah um and then we got them printed through uh, service Vistaprint, which mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody who has ever tried to make a business card for themselves is aware of Vistaprint. Or ever has tried to make a shitty postcard for the shitty play that you're trying to produce that nobody wants to see. <laughs> You've done Vistaprint. <laughs> You've been there. And I don't say that to knock anyone else. I say that because I have We've been there. We've done that. Listen. We've all done that. The plays were the plays weren't so shitty. <laughs> the world of theater can be very shitty. You know, that's a separate Sometimes podcast. Sometimes the plays are shitty. Sometimes the world is hard. The world is hard. So Vistaprint. So Vistaprint was a pretty nice, a pretty nice deal. There's also stuff like Shutterfly, and I'm sure if you are yourself trying to find a wedding invitation out there, that is a good way to go. If you don't want to do it yourself, uh, you can pay other people to do it, which is a theme that will come up <laughs> so much in wedding planning. If you don't want to do it, but you still want it, you can pay someone else to do it. And it costs money. This is how uh, capitalism, I think, works now. If you don't want to do it, if you don't want to do it, it, there's someone who will take your money in order to do it for you. Absolutely. And you know, uh, you get what you pay for. Um, I had a friend whose uh, invitations. No, she didn't like underpay. I don't think she was just trying to find a like the most affordable cost for her invitations and the people who were making her invitations kind of blew her off and they wound mm-hmm. up not getting their invitations in until like several weeks before the wedding yeah which is very late that's pretty late for yeah. people to like travel and stuff i think it all worked out fine the wedding was great but it's like good. she was majorly stressed about it i bet um but uh if you don't like we can do photoshop we can edit a photo and i think a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit for like the photo editing that they know how to do yeah I mean, like you do a lot of it for uh like instagram posts and like right fancily edit it like you can you can fake it enough right and there's services online that will do it for you but if you don't want to or you insist 
crazily that you are not a creative person. Although I think everyone who is alive is a creative person. Hot Just take. Create things in your own way. That take is so hot. It burned really my fingers. Real hot take. Wrapped in foil. Um, hot potato take. Hot potato take. But there are people who will make hot them potato. for you. Hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy potato. <laughs> But there are people who will make them for you and you can pay them to do it. And they are on Etsy and they are on the internet and you can wind up spending a very large amount of money for your save the dates. I'm going to take a minute here to try and find our original wedding cost spreadsheet because I know on it we had what the knot said we should plan to uh, spend, spend on, on our save, save the dates and the invitations. Yeah, which is... A lot of money, I'm imagining. It is a lot of money. Where's the wedding? Uh, The initial estimation for save the date cards. (laughs) What? Oh, according to the budget that we had, uh, the money that the not wanted us to allocate to our save the date cards was uh, (laughs) $27.30. Because it said that my dress should have cost... $609. $609. Okay, so it was saying we weren't spending enough money. <laughs> really sure. It was. But I know that the like initial, I think we deleted the like initial thing that it suggested you should spend on save the date cards. Right, because you were like, that's, that's crazy. Absurd. Why would we ever do that? We won't have that kind of money. Yeah. But it can get pricey because you have to think like it, you pay per card. Right. Um. All that said, Ours were not expensive because we made them ourselves and sent them off. And you pay in your time and labor. But uh, they are out in the world now. And they exist. It's on my fridge. And it's on your fridge. Aw. And sometime in June, we owe people the legit invitation. Which is like, this is the place. This is the time. This is, you know, the dress code if you have one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like things like that. Expect- things and of that nature. Generally, they... Um, I'm not sure exactly how we're doing it yet, but what a wedding invitation can involve is like the card with all the information on it. And sometimes that is like a fold out card. And sometimes that is just a single sheet of paper. And then there's usually like a reply card and that can be a postcard or it can be a card with its own envelope. Um, and the reply card will have like, are you coming? Are you bringing someone? What food would you like to eat if there's like a plate at dinner? Right. If there's an option. Yeah. This is okay. So this is one thing about RSVPs that has always bugged me is that some people will say um, like RS, please RSVP Mm -hmm. to something, which, which it's like saying ATM machine (laughs) because it means respondez s'il vous plaît. Respondez s'il vous plaît, which means respond, please. Yes. Respond if you please, because the French are very fancy, which is a weird thing to just like to call it, you know what I right. mean? Right. I'm sure it's some, I'm sure it has some weird like linguistic evolution that we don't know about because we're not French. But, <laughs> uh, and, but in, I mean, in the way that English has sort of stolen a lot of phrases from other languages and kind of adapted them into our weird Franglish nonsense. Franglish, Franglish, Germanglish. Yeah. German, Germanglish, Latanglish. Latanglish. <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. Romantlish. But, um, yeah, it just, it sound it's so weird to me that people say, please RSVP. And it's just like, I know that RSVP has evolved beyond its sort of 
etymological right starting point where it people seems... actually know what the acronym stands for. But well, doesn't it seem like it should become its own word now? Like right. instead of being capital R S V N P, it should be like it should be spelled like. RSVP. Right. Like it should have evolved into a whole other thing if we're going to completely <laughs> ignore that it's an acronym and it stands for something. <laughs> but that's just me. That's just a hot potato take from hot Matankin. Hot potato take. Hot potato take. Hot Matandy Patankin. Matandy? <laughs> um, Jessica Matandy Patankin. Jessica Matandy Hot Patankin. Um, so. Here's the deal with invitations. Really, we're really hip with we're our references. Real, this is a good up to the minute podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, here's the deal with the wedding invitations. They are so expensive. Um, I was looking. I have this website, um, this like site from the Knot that says what you can expect to spend. Like it's either spend or splurge on wedding invitations, and it suggests some ways that you can save some money on your wedding invitations and in a typical um the not fashion they are not good tips <laughs> uh one second i'm gonna pull this shit up uh splurge versus solve so on invites it suggests uh if you flat print which is just like inkjet or laser print onto a sheet of paper that will save money because you can emboss or engrave invitations and like press it into the thing and this gets very like american psycho business card comparisons i was gonna say that's like that seems pretty precise to try and do at home yes i would never want to deal with embossing at home well actually there's a cool thing this is here's the chapter 17 in the struggle of liz why aren't you just paying someone to do that for you um, you can, in fact, gild an invitation yourself with a home printer because, huh. or maybe not a home printer, but if you steal your printer from work, <laughs> bring it right. to your home Yes, and hook it up. Um, no, but toner um, will adhere to uh, gold leaf or like gold foil for huh. printing. So if you print something and you would like it to be entirely gold leaf, you print it on a printer with toner and then you smack the gold leaf down on it and smoosh it all around until it sticks to the toner. And apparently this works pretty well from what I was seeing. What do you know? And I was like, maybe we could do that. And Damon was like, I don't know. Maybe we could not. <laughs> maybe don't maybe inflake in my invitations with gold. Mostly it was Liz, don't you have better things to do <laughs> with your time? I don't know. You've got goals and dreams. <laughs> He's protecting my best interests. Yeah. It's very kind of him. Um, but so you can flat print, which will save you some money. Uh, you can, instead of sending a thing with a response card and envelope, you can just send a postcard response card because postcard response cards, one, the postage is less and generally, uh, it is very frowned upon if you make people who are coming to your wedding pay for their own postage to send you back a response card. Makes sense, I Which, guess. sure, it's just nice to be, like, thoughtful that way if you're asking someone to travel for you. Right. Um, and also, it costs less in your postage because the thicker your envelope is, the more it's going to cost to send. And a lot of people forget that if you, like, fill your envelope up with paper 
right it, will, it weighs more and yeah. then you have to pay more for postage and like if sense. it's not bendable that also makes it more expensive to send which is why mm-hmm. i saw this one thing once that someone was like if you don't want to get sent stuff in the mail anymore from like credit card companies or companies that you think are unethical you can take their mailers that they have to like mail back their applications and fill them with slices of balsa wood because generally (laughs) generally they are pre-stamped and if they are pre-stamped you stick that in the mail and it the pre-stamp quote unquote it hasn't been charged to them yet it doesn't get charged to them until the post office like gets it so if it's full of a stiff heavy well balsa was not heavy but it's heavier than paper right like wood it'll charge them more for like a non-bendable that's envelope. pretty funny it actually is pretty funny. the easier way is to just go online and find the like sign up where you can like put your uh address in and request to never get sent junk mail again oh man you don't get applications for credit cards anymore so if that's a thing you're interested in you won't get it anymore and like no catalogs or anything Oh, man. Which is kind of nice. I should do that. I'm thinking I'm going to. Is there a way to do that on your phone, but so that uh, robots will stop calling me from a phone number that is almost my phone number? Well, there should be because they're the National Do Not Call Registry, but those things that are calling you are illegal. They so obey no God. They, don't, <laughs> they, they recognize no government. <laughs> So anyway, hot tips for your wedding invitations. Register for the Do Not Call registry and also for the No Junk Mail registry. (laughs) Ta-da. Ta-da. They're both sponsored by the government, so don't just put your address into anything on the internet. It's a bad choice. Yeah. Anyway. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I need to get my bread out of the oven. Go get your bread out of the oven. check it at least. Take a pause. Okay. The other thing that you can do to save money, other than flat printing instead of engraving or like letterpress printing where they like roll it Roll it on there like an old-timey Gutenberg, I think. I don't know. Rolling, Damon rolling, would probably rolling, hear this rolling. and be like, ugh, that's not what it is, because he knows. Knows like about, that. he knows Gutenberg? He knows Gutenberg. Uh, Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> I, that's the, what I figured. The heir to the Gutenberg press. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg. That's why he's famous. Did you know? I did. Well, obviously I did. Three men and a baby is actually about <laughs> books. <laughs> <laughs> um... That's what I like to hear. (laughs) My kind of content. (laughs) So you can save by printing flat. You can save by uh, not having like a foldable out card because not only is that more work because you have to have it like a folded piece of paper that someone along the line has to fold for you. Right. But also it's thicker and makes your envelope more expensive. Mm -hmm. You can cut down on costs by making your return, your RSVP please, a... (laughs) Postcard instead of an RSV, envelope. please. RSV, please. Um, you can also save money on these things called belly bands. Do you know what belly bands are? I certainly don't. Belly bands are the pieces of paper or twine or string or whatever that ties all of that together, which to me, isn't that what an envelope is for? <laughs> Why? Why do you why are you sending out envelopes full of twine? So, it's like a suite. Like the thing that people uh the the, the internet of invitations would like you to know is that like your invitation is supposed to set the tone for what your wedding looks like. In sure. Theory. So, you make it as fancy as your wedding is and generally that involves like the experience of opening your invitation. Do you remember in Bridesmaids when she like opens up a box and a butterfly flies away and yes. that's like the invitation to the like the shower or whatever? Yes. It's like that. <laughs> You're supposed to like set the tone. Um 
And you do that by like having everything in like the colors of your wedding or whatever, or like your wedding's theme or things like that. And your your save the dates can be very like are generally like a picture of the couple and they're kind of chill and right. like easy because it's just a picture of you guys, the date, and the location of where you're doing it. Which I actually realized we didn't put on our save the dates. That's okay. People know where <laughs> People you live. People know where I live. They know you're not the destination wedding type. <laughs> you're I, not going to be like, I wouldn't have invited surprise. you. No one would have been invited if it were a destination wedding. We couldn't afford it. <laughs> um, but uh, with invitations, you have to get not more formal necessarily, unless your wedding is more formal, but you're trying to like, this is the tone of the event. Right. And so like, you know, if you're having a Game of Thrones themed wedding, then you're gonna want a they're belly covered band. in poison. I was going to say, you're going to want a belly band made out of your son's heartstrings. Right. <laughs> like something. Something gross. Yeah. Something gross. And the inside is a veiled threat. Yeah. <laughs> delivered by a raven. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you wanted to like represent the tone. So people, there's like, Man, there's so many pieces of paper involved uh, with wedding invitations. Damon's and mine, we are making them ourselves also. Uh, Again, more because we like to design things than because, I mean, we're also trying to save money. Sure. This helps. But um, there's like six or seven different sheets of paper that are involved in each wedding invitation. It's so much paper. It's a lot of paper. So many trees. And not to mention that you also have to think about the envelope that you're sending things in. And if you'd like that envelope to be lined and if you would like that lining to look fancy as well. Right. Which is like not a thing I've ever thought about before. (laughs) But it's a thing the Internet's thought about. It's a thing the Internet thinks about often. So you think about the envelope, the paper lining of the envelope. There's options that range in cost there. You think about the invitation itself, if it's flat or flat printed or letterpress printed or embossed or engraved or whatever. You think about whether or not it's a single sheet of paper or sometimes it's like two pieces of paper stacked on each other because one is like the color and one is the white piece of paper with the invitation you're like looking so fatigued. I just okay. So the, my question here is this: so a, as as part of this podcast, I know we always say our tagline is "Do what do you can, can afford. afford." So my question here is: Does anyone really need to do any of this? Uh, we've talked about that before too. You don't need to do anything. <laughs> I mean, like obviously, you need to tell people where and when your wedding yes. is so they can attend it. Yes, but and there are things like paperless posts that. I don't think are tacky. They're actually kind of nice and they usually right. are like well designed that you can email people and say, Hey, yeah, this is my thing. Come to it. Bye. Bye. See you later. And those are also nice because you can RSVP right online, which is hard. Cause like RSVPs are their own sort of nightmare because you have to wait for them to come back to you. Right. You have to hope that people are on time about it. Right. You have to hope that people are like thorough about filling out the card and that they yeah. don't just decide to show up. Oh, bread time. It's bread time. Okay, take another pause for bread. Pause for bread. We are back from bread time. Is <laughs> bread time is over. Bread time o'clock. Um, we were talking about RSVPs and how those are hard to gather from people. So uh, you can save space and money and time and your invite sending by not including an RSVP card and instead directing people to your website where they can like... Because everybody's got a wedding website nowadays. Right. It's the thing that you can do. The internet's great. Yeah. I actually just recently, um, I, so I haven't been to a wedding in several years. Ooh. And great. I, this year, 
What? When Emily's wedding was several years ago. Emily's wedding was in 2015, I think. Really? Yeah. It was a long time ago. She's been married a hot minute. Congratulations. Yay, Emily and Cameron. Emily and Cameron. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, so no, I I have not been to a wedding in a hot minute, and this year I have four, I believe four friends getting married, All four the sets same of friends. Weekend. Four, well, no, two <laughs> of them are the same weekend. You and Damon and my friends Lauren and Katie, who we hope to have on the show at some point to oh, chat yeah. about their wedding planning, um, they are getting married the day after you, uh, and it's pretty funny because like neither one of those is a wedding that I could miss. No. Yeah. And so like, I'd be very upset. Oh yeah. No, I would be <laughs> devastated if I had to miss either of your weddings. Cause I've known both you and Lauren for many, many years and yeah. love you very, very deeply next yeah. to my heart. Um, and so I, when I first got their invitation, I went, <gasps> and then I looked at the calendar and I went, oh, so they're getting married on a Sunday. They're getting married on a Sunday. That's nice. Um, but point being, I, there, I have a lot of weddings that I'm going to this year, but <laughs> one of them, the first one is in July. Um, my friends, Drew and Makiba are getting married in, oh. in July and I'm going there and they had, they did that where they sent out a, a paper invitation with a, the RSVP, RSVP was online. a direction to a website. Mm-hmm. And I went and tried to RSVP on the website and it was like, um, we don't have an invitation for anyone with that name. So, <gasps> no. and I was like, okay. And then I ended up just having to text them about it because th- I never got it to work. But I think it's because sometimes computers don't understand what to do with my last name. Oh yeah. Sometimes it's like, you can't have a hyphen. Sometimes it's like, it won't accept it if there's no hyphen, even though it doesn't want special characters. I, it's very complex. The computers are not as good at their jobs as they think they no, are. No, they super aren't. So there's lots of flaws to systems all the way around. There's a Nothing, lot going on. This is another thing that that I have learned in wedding planning is that nothing nothing is as smooth as it seems like it is in movies. Right. Ever. And things generally take three times as much time as they think they will in movies. Yes. Um, there's also the like tricky situation of who do you invite and... Uh, what do you do with people you can't give invitations to? Yeah. You know, um, we run into this trouble because, um, we're doing a relatively small wedding because we can't afford a large one. Right. There. I mean, who can really can, here's the thing. You can afford whatever you want to afford. But I think as we talked about in our, uh, finance episode, you sort of have to like scale something else back. Like if our priority was having literally everyone we know at the wedding, we would probably have to pick a venue outside of the city. We would probably have to pick food that we didn't care about as much. And yeah, you just have to like move the dials back and forth to decide where, if you have a set amount of money, you have to be like, okay, well this money, if I'm going to put more of it towards this thing, that money has to come from another thing. Right. Cause you don't have infinite money. Right. Like there's not more that you can just throw in the pot most of the time. Yeah. You can do anything, but not everything. Yeah. Um, but so the wedding, the wedding that we have prioritized for ourselves is relatively small yeah. and we won't be able to invite everyone that we know. Um, and there are people that I'm very sad that haven't like made it onto the invite list. And there are some people that I'm not so sad haven't made it onto the invite list, but that is a story for another day. <laughs> there are no, if you're listening to this podcast, it's not you. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, but there uh, people have these questions all the time on wedding, like 
etiquette sites about like, should I, do I have to invite everyone I send to save the date to? The answer to that is yes. Yes, you do. You must. Because you just told them you're having a wedding on that date and that they should save it. You're basically inviting them. That's a, yeah. That's the thing that I have always found about save the dates is like, I have never thought of a save the date as just a like marriage announcement. (laughs) No. A save the date is, is an invitation. It's just like a, Hey, we're still getting our invitations together, but just so you know, like TBD. Yeah. I've always understood save the dates to essentially be invitations, just not ones that you have to respond to yet. Yeah. I don't have a lot of hard rules about wedding planning, but I do think that like once you've told people there is a party happening that they should save a date for, they are coming to that party. Right. Cause I don't generally, I, I tend to take umbrage with people declaring that things are tacky because I think that that's subjective and rude and stupid and whatever, get over yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in this case, that is one of the few things that I will say that is that would be tacky. It's pretty objectively to rude send and tacky. somebody an invitation essentially, and then afterwards be like, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Did you think we were not? For oh, you. we don't actually want you there. We want you to just save this date so you can sit at home and ponder how good my wedding would be. <laughs> Watch the videos of it, like it's the royal wedding. I'm going to broadcast it on YouTube Live <laughs> so that you can see what you're missing." Oh God! If a person did that, gross. That's gross. Get out of I here. I wouldn't want to be at that wedding. Listen, it's all about like I think on the one end of things, I'm like, don't let anybody tell you what you have to do to have a wedding, right? And on the other end of things, I'm like, you're not a special snowflake princess, right? People get married literally every day of the year. You know, Except Christmas. Most people don't get married on Christmas. It's happened. It's true. But. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, I generally, this sums up my feelings about weddings, which is just like, yes, it is good and exciting for you. And yes, this has never happened to you before, Sure, but also get over it. Yeah, that's, and I think that's something that the internet likes to yell to brides all the time is that like, this is your one chance. I think we talked about this in another episode. We probably did. Cause like, it's my, it's another one of my big sticking points about yeah. weddings is that everyone's like brides. This is your day. Everyone else's feelings are bullshit on your wedding day. You, you are a bride. This is the peak of your life. It is never going to get better if than this. If you don't get this day right, you're going to be an old angry crone wandering about in her wretched old rotten wedding dress, bemoaning the fact that she didn't get get married properly on her wedding day. Have we already talked about Miss Havisham on this podcast? <laughs> I think she's sort of like our internal guide. Right. She's like the specter of this. She's yes, our ghost co-host. Our literal ghost co-host. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, if we've not yet mentioned Miss Havisham, now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time that we've Don't mentioned Miss Havisham. Don't salty about how your wedding should be. Just enjoy it. Assuming it happens. And if it doesn't happen and you're angry about it, listen, living well is the best revenge. It really is. You know? Also, therapy. Great suggestion. And therapy. Just work it out and then live your life. Because, you know, people who hurt you generally don't care enough about you to worry about if you're angry at them. Right. You know what I mean? So just sitting around and like... Stewing. Stewing in a wedding dress in an attic is not really going to do anything to anyone but you. (laughs) I really wish that she was around so we could like tell her. I know, right? Miss Havisham got her groove back. I want to like, I want to give Miss Havisham a pep talk. Yeah. I want to be like, girl, listen. Listen. You've got your whole life ahead of you. You're so cool. You have got skills that you should apply in the real world and like 
fuck men. Go do the things that you enjoy. And if somebody is meant to come around, they will come around while you're doing that. And then we'll have an 80s style montage where we buy her a bunch of sundresses and yes. So wedding invitations. (laughs) If you send someone to save the day, you really should invite them. Unless you're just a mean person, in which case, why are you listening to this podcast? Think about your life. Get it together. Think about your choices. Compassion is the greatest quality that you can have towards your fellow man. TM. Yeah. I'm going to get that on t-shirts. And tattooed up across my back. Uh Uh-huh. Um... If you uh, would like to rescind an invitation to someone because they have like hurt you or are crappy, you should tell them that they are no longer invited and expect that to be an awkward conversation because oh yeah, it's awkward. But like, also don't don't let people who are shitty to you come to your wedding. Right? Why do you need to worry about that? Yeah, I feel like that's the kind of that's the kind of circumstance that would only happen like pretty rarely where someone where like between the invitation time and the time of the wedding, someone that you cared enough about to invite to your wedding would have like betrayed you in such a way that you could not invite them to your wedding anymore. Right. Like, frankly, I feel like that's gotta be, I'm holding out. That's gotta be a, like a letter to dear prudence or something. I think it might be. It's definitely a letter to a practical wedding, the wedding website that I like to frequent. They're usually like, Oh, there was a Dear Prudence one where they were like, my uh, uncle. Yes. Remember? She oh, my like, God. My uncle left my aunt and my two Because he was having an affair with, with a an, family friend. Who was also invited to the wedding. And the two cousins who were the daughters of the aunt and uncle in question were in the wedding party. And they were very upset about it. And nobody wanted this family friend to come to this wedding of this kind of unrelated woman in the end. Right. This was her aunt and uncle. And she was like, I want to, I am disinviting this woman. And she got very upset with me that I disinvited her. And because she got very upset, my uncle, who is like now living with this woman he had an affair with. But is still legally married married to to his his wife. uh, Is like, I'm super upset. If you don't let her come, I'm not coming to the wedding. And the answer that Dear Prudence gave was like, good don't come. This man has solved his, your you problem both for you. Created and solved a problem. <laughs> but just like, okay, we'll get to that when we talk about the when we go to the episode about how to be a wedding guest. Yes, because I think there's a lot of etiquette to talk about in that. Absolutely. Um, and but in that particular case, it's just like, yo, he, this is the thing. This is the bottom line about weddings is that if you are choosing, <laughs> we say that about every, every episode. We're like, this, here's the bottom. This line. is the bottom line about weddings. No, this is the bottom line the about one thing you need wedding invitations. I think uh, is that. You are the one who is having the wedding, Mm -hmm. your money, or sometimes your family's money, Mm -hmm. but money on your behalf is being spent on this event that is celebrating your love and your commitment to your partner, and you and your partner are the only ones who get final say on who does and does not attend your wedding. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Don't ever let anybody strong arm you into getting an invitation for themselves or others to your wedding. No, because that is hogwash. It's and hogwash it should not be of witchcraft. And no, <laughs> Hogwarts school of witchcraft and go home. <laughs> Brenta. No. Brenda. 
I will say there's a certain person in my life right now who like I think has realized that she is not invited to my wedding and has been like hinting about how she wants to know what my wedding details are and also I mentioned that like the lady that we've like talked to about being a wedding planner is thinking she might like move out of the city and we we're like okay well just let us know and we'll find somebody else and it's not a big deal because it's yeah. not like a planner planner she's just gonna like make right. sure people are standing where they're supposed to sure. at the reception but um uh I mentioned that offhandedly to a friend and her in the same place and she was like oh I'll step in and do it and I can think of no worse person <laughs> to do it for me Anyway, I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to podcasts, and if she did, I don't know that she would know it was her, but, like, no. Yeah. Um, You know, it's just, I think that weddings are a time when a lot of people have a lot of opinions about what you should be doing with your life. Oh, my God. I have been getting so many weird opinions hurled at me by, like, everyone whose opinion I care about has not been this way. Right. Like, because they know like, that if you want their opinion, you'll ask, ask for it. Because you're I have a grown-ass woman. Right. When I have asked, they've offered or they've told me their experiences and it's been very helpful. Yeah. Or like they're my mom and they're like offering help when they can. And right. I think that's amazing and great. Thank you, mom. Or my sister who's doing the same thing. But like <laughs> there are people in my life who like I I, they just know that I am getting married. So they have opinions about what that means. Right. They have opinions about what I should look like and what I should wear and the things that Damon should buy for me and like uh, the things that I should be buying for the wedding. And like, I don't care what you think you're not invited. To. Right. Exactly. Well, that's the, I mean, that is the big thing is, is that people, this is the time when people have the most opinions about how you should be living your life and how you should be presenting yourself and how you should be operating this event that is, for you and your partner and your family and loved ones. And I just think that you should have control over what it is that you are doing or not doing on your wedding. And yeah, don't invite shitty people to your wedding is, is the bottom line to this. A really good point. Also don't spend money on belly bands if you don't want to. Right. They're kind of dumb. Other than that, they can be very pretty. That's the thing. If you really want to value the, the look of an invitation. Uh, then Why are they called that though? Belly bands because they go around the middle of the invitation, like the belly of the invitation. That's like a, a belt. I don't know why they just call it an invite belt. Yeah, just like a just a paper belt. Well, and the thing that I've also noticed with a lot of wedding stuff is that they get these like infantilizing names for things like yeah. that you wear or do or like the kind of things that like it's nothing nothing specific it's just like the way that they talk about like belly bands or like the kind of nothing bunt cakes (laughs) nothing bunt cakes they all have silly kind of babyish names that makes it feel like you're playing weird dress up princess day yeah which is kind of how weddings are presented in capitalism and the patriarchy yeah nothing wrong with nothing bunt cakes though nothing bunt cakes was delicious and you know frankly pun your hearts out guys but I'll eat that cake any day. In general, people do try to make weddings into this like fairy tale princess dress up fun time Adventureland party town. Yeah, party for town. tiny baby girls, and it's just <sighs> like uh, that's maybe a whole other episode. Is like talking about wedding culture as it relates to young girls. Oh yeah, we could talk about that because that's like, going to be a sad one. So we should sad. save it for later. We'll but save it. we'll save it for after I get married. Yeah, we'll save it till the very end. <laughs> Ugh. It'll well, be one I, of our like scrap 
scrap episodes, scrap episodes, miscellaneous episodes. Yeah. Of like this is all the shit we forgot to talk like, about. Hey, guess what comes up when you get married? <laughs> this stuff. Sometimes sadness. Sometimes sadness. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that I have to say about invitations. I think mostly like they can be very pretty. They are the least remembered thing and are often recycled. So like they should be recycled. Don't just throw away pieces of paper. You monster. It's 2018. Put your things in the recycling bin. Come on. How many earths do you think we have? Ugh, just the one folks. There's no <laughs> inner earth filled with lizard people, no matter what the government tries to tell you. <laughs> I think, I think the government is trying to tell you that, that there isn't one of That's those. That's what I'm saying. There isn't one of those. So don't try and come where we are. <laughs> I mean, I um, mean, um, uh, look over there. <laughs> and this is right. End the podcast like right there. <laughs> That's our been... outro. <laughs> this has been my wedding industrial lizard. Po- Damn it. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. But so as far as wedding invitations go, do what you can afford and what matters to you. And like, if you want to send me a beautiful box with a butterfly in it and a bottle of perfume that smells like your wedding day should smell, then great. I will accept it with open arms. Live your dreams. Good for you for having a budget that can like encompass that, but don't like let the internet as ever. Don't let the internet internet make you feel like the thing that you are doing that you can afford makes your wedding less valuable. Right. Your wedding is your wedding and that's the end of it. Yes. And the internet is not coming to your wedding. No. Don't so invite the internet. They're shitty. That's a, that would be the worst a possible the invitation. Nazis. Yeah. So don't, don't, don't invite Nazis to your wedding. Don't it's invite an Nazis easy to one. your wedding. Even if it's a Nazi wedding, don't get married. If you're a Nazi, you're not allowed. If you're having a Nazi wedding, then what are you doing with your life? Go fuck off. Ew, go, yeah, to, go, fuck go, go to, go to rehab, go to therapy, go, go to, to have. Go do something better. Anyway, go bad. build Nazis houses for children. Nazis, Nazis are bad. Nazis are bad. Do what you can afford. Do what you can afford. <laughs> um, don't worry about invitations that much because no. everything will be fine. Tell people details. Find a way that you like to tell people details and get details back from them. And whatever way that is, we'll be fine, regardless of which aunt you don't care about gets upset. Yeah. Invite the people you would like to be there. There's this whole thing with like. If once people uh, RSVP, often you will get a bunch of no's because like the day is booked for people. Like sure, your whatever. day is very special to you, but other people are living their lives. So like they right. might not be able to come. You can have a B list of invitations for people who you would like to be there, but you don't have room for and you can send them out. That's a list that's just full of bees. It's just a list full of bees. And it's great because you can have free honey at your wedding. And uh, allergy fondue. risk. Yeah, also an allergy Honey risk. Fund. That's for that's for when you want to have your wedding while living on the edge. <laughs> EpiPens for us all. <laughs> um, but here's the thing about that that I will just say really quickly. If you have a B-list of people, don't let them know that they're B-list. Just yeah. like quietly invitate, invitate them. Invitate them. <laughs> and just be like, hey, you're invited to my wedding. I'm so glad if you could make it, it would mean a lot to me. And that's all you have to say. That's it. That's all you got to do. Most of the time, I feel like people can tell if they're B-list invitations. Yeah, but like, but also, I don't get offended. Whatever. I think it's nice. Yeah. Like, oh, you have room for me? I'd gladly come. Or you have room for me? I'm sorry, I can't make it anyway. Right, and I feel like, <laughs> Oftentimes, I think that, I don't know, I think friendship is something that we, the difference between like friendship and acquaintanceship is something that we don't really talk about as a society very much. Well, because acquaintance feels like someone you just met. Right. And friendship feels like someone who you would like go to bat for. Right. And we don't really have anything in between. 
And I just generally think that even though it's something that we don't discuss very often, I think people usually know like what level of friendship they have with someone else. Like I've only been invited to, I think I've been invited to maybe one wedding in my life where I was like, Oh my God. Like you invited me to your wedding. I don't know you that well. Right. But that ended up being a massive, super expensive wedding that was full of strangers. And you know, it was just like a huge to do with a few hundred people there. Yeah. I've been invited, I think as, as maybe a B list, but maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit to a couple of weddings where like, I feel like we developed a friendship in the time that like the person got engaged. Right. Exactly. No, that that has happened. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that happened to me. I can't remember what the circumstance was or who, who it was, but I definitely like became friends with a person. And then subsequently they were like, Oh shit. Do you want to come to my wedding? Like, like, cool. Cause I met them like while they were already engaged. That stuff happens sometimes. And, and you know, life takes you in many directions. Super does. And I think just follow whatever one happens to you. And I think like take pressure. People who are inviting people to weddings, take pressure off yourselves because like you literally can't fit everyone, you know, at your wedding. Right. Like I don't think there are venues big enough for every person you've encountered in your life. Yeah. And also people may be upset that they're not invited to your wedding, but it is the kind of thing that fades rather quickly. Right. And if there are people who you really care about who can't make it to your wedding that you would like to make it there, you can make plans together at a separate time is like, you're not going to see them all that much at your wedding anyway. Right. Because when you invite a large group of people that you all care about to a wedding, you're going to see them in tiny snippets throughout the day because everybody wants to see you. Right. So, you know, it's not quality time, but it's time. And it's time. Yeah. I mean, I, this is one more piece of advice that I will throw out. Yeah. Um, is that I think, and obviously I am not planning a wedding. I'm not getting married, but I'll tell you what I think. I'll tell you what I think. Uh, but I think that a really easy way to whittle down the number of people that you think need to be at your wedding, uh, and also the number of people that you imagine might be upset by not being invited to your wedding is to delete your Facebook account. Oh yeah, that makes it real easy. Get off of Facebook and then all of a sudden, I just say this because I've been off Facebook for now close to a year and I it's great, yeah. it's fantastic and I don't miss it and everyone should try it, it's so great. I left Facebook three or four months ago. Yeah, isn't it great? It's pretty awesome. Well, I felt like... <laughs> It's, it's not even like a, a benefit in my life so much as it is like a not, the, nothing sucks. <laughs> right, exactly. So, but the thing that I found most clearly when I left Facebook is when I was on Facebook, I was like, I'm so popular. I have 400 friends. Mm-hmm. And then I got off Facebook and I was off Facebook for, you know, a couple of months and I was like, oh shit, I have 10 friends. Right. You know? Well, and that's like the only, like the only amount of people that you can like keep up with and spend time with. Like right. you get a small, everybody's got their like 100 people or something like that, that study or whatever that was like, this is yeah. your tribe of people. You, the only amount of people, including coworkers and acquaintances that you can like keep up with and like have the capacity to imagine as individuals in your life is about a hundred, 150. Yeah. Which like is about the average guest list size. At a right. Wedding. And I'm like, I have a big family. Like my extended family is huge. So yes. my, my space for, for friends is smaller. Oh yeah. And I have a lot of really like deep, meaningful friendships with, you know, more than a handful of people. Yeah. But it was really nice, I think, to, to kind of free myself of that notion that 
I was obligated to keep up with or to to be, uh, I don't know, to keep up all of these social niceties with yeah. a whole bunch of people that like they didn't really care about me all that no. much, and they didn't. I don't really care about them all that much. The last and time you saw them was in college, maybe exactly. Or like, it's like the type of person where when you run into them on the street, you both go, "Oh my god, it's so good to see you!" Yeah. And, but we're never going to hang out. We're never going to spend time together. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. No, and there are the kind and of you don't like, need to invite those people to your you wedding. You don't have to invite those people to your wedding. And there are also people who like maybe very very dear friends of yours that kind of fade out for a while. Yeah, and, like they go off and do their own thing, and you go off and do your own thing. And that's fine. And when you come back together, it's like time never passed and you can like pick your friendship right back up again. And you don't necessarily have to invite those people to your wedding either if they are not in the current timeline of good friend of yours. Right. In the end. But also you can if you want to. Exactly. In the end, you don't have to invite anyone to your wedding. You could go elope. In some states, you could even just marry yourselves without an officiant. All shit. Right? I think Pennsylvania is one of those states where you can just like go to the woods and say, would you like to marry me? And they go, yes. And they go, would you like to marry me? And you would go, yes. And then you are married. Put rings in your fingers, sign the wedding license and mail it off. (laughs) Hey, you're done. Life is a rich tapestry. Life is a rich tapestry. And your wedding invitations can look like a rich tapestry or they can look like a party invite to a kid's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles party at the Chuck E. Cheese. Who cares? Live your own Live truth. Live your own truth. Actually, that kind of sounds awesome. I would totally go to that wedding. <laughs> I would go to a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wedding. Are you fucking Wouldn't kidding that be me? Amazing? Yes. I think if Damon heard me talk about that, he would probably be like, yeah, can we do that? Is that, oh, are you talking about that for us? You want to do that? We can, cha- we can change our thing. Absolutely. I know that his nephew Kyle would be super into it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I would be super into it. Let's get, let's get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle y. Let's do it. Um, with that said, turtle power. Turtle power. <laughs> I think that's all I've got for invitations. That's all I've got. Things get expensive if you do expensive stuff. Like your invites can cost a lot of money. Yeah. They don't have to. Right. You don't have to do much. You should let people know if they're invited. Yeah. Be clear on that one. Right. And you should give them a clear way to tell you if they're coming or not so that you can make plans for food and stuff. Although I had a friend of mine very recently who didn't want RSVPs. She just planned for everyone she invited to come and was happy either way. And I was like, okay, hey, live your truth. Have your own plans. That Do your thing. stress me the fuck out, but okay. But yeah, it wasn't your wedding. So. It wasn't my wedding. I went to it and it was lovely and beautiful. Well, that's good. They had a donut wall. I like a donut wall. Yeah, don't we all? You know? Don't we all? Donut, donut wall. We all. Don't, don't we, we all? all. Donut, donut wall. wall. Okay. <laughs> so that's all I've got on invitations. Uh, Thank you for listening to my wedding industrial complex. Uh, I'm Tegan. I'm Liz. And you know what? Do what you can afford and only invite the people that you want to your wedding. Turtle power. Turtle power. <laughs> Thanks for listening to My Wedding Industrial Complex. If you have any thoughts or comments you would like to send to us, you can contact us at mwicpodcast at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us on our website, which is myweddingindustrialcomplex.wordpress.com. Thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for our theme song. And as always, do what you can afford.